0: The tour content from now through Pesach has been sponsored by the Kofsky family in loving memory of Adira, who loved big ideas and asking big questions. Hello, I'm Rabbi Matt Schneweis, and this is the Stoic Jew podcast where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. Today's reading is from Seneca's On Tranquility of Mind, 17.5. The mind must be given relaxation. It will rise improved and sharper after a good break. Just as rich fields must not be forced— for they will quickly lose their fertility if never given a break, so constant work on the anvil will fracture the force of the mind. But it regains its powers if it is set free and relaxed for a while. Constant work gives rise to a certain kind of dullness and feebleness in the rational soul. Okay, so... Perhaps you can tell by the title uh, that the uh, this <laughs> reading was selected because I am about to go on my winter break, which for me will last uh, two weeks and uh, will take place in Seattle uh, at at home, uh, well, at home on Mercer Island and in a cabin in Oregon. but um so i uh, I saw this in you know usually I, I have a bunch of my stoic uh, primary texts, but then I also have this The Daily Stoic, which is the book put out by Ryan Holiday and Stephen. Hanselman with a, a Stoic reading for each day of the of of the year, and I saw this in uh, in that context. And I usually don't do this, but I'm going to go ahead and read the commentary that Holiday and Hanselman wrote on this on this uh, excerpt here because I, th- I thought it was really interesting. So uh, they write: One can't read Marcus Aurelius and Seneca and not be struck by the difference between these two radically different personalities. Each had his own strengths and weaknesses. Which would you rather have entrusted with the immense responsibility of an empire? Probably Marcus. But who would you rather be as a person? Probably Seneca. One of the reasons is that Seneca seems to have had what we would now refer to as a work-life balance. Whereas Marcus can read as though he's worn down and tired, Seneca always feels energetic, fresh, robust. His philosophy of rest and relaxation, intermixed with his rigorous study and other Stoic rituals, probably had a lot to do with it. The mind is a muscle and like the rest it can be strained, overworked, even injured. Our physical health is also worn down by overcommitment, a lack of rest and bad habits. Remember the tall tale about John Henry the man who challenged the machine? He died of exhaustion in the end. Don't forget that. Today you may face things that try your present sorry that uh, today you may face things that try your patience, require considerable focus or clarity, or demand creative breakthroughs. Life is a long haul. It may mean many such moments. Are you going to be able to handle them if you've burned the candle at both ends? If you've been abusing and overworking your body, so I read this, and this is one of these things where I felt like it was talking directly to me. I've made a lot of episodes about my uh, the fact that I am a workaholic, the fact that I uh, repeatedly work myself to burnout, uh, especially last year, and uh, and this year as I'm approaching my my winter break, then I feel like I have a much better grasp. On, on how to actually take a break and why I actually need a break than I did last year. Uh, I When I was reading that Ryan Holiday commentary, I 100% would classify myself by default in the Marcus Aurelius camp, not the Seneca camp. But I think starting from last year in January and especially in May, uh, I really started to try to work on being more in the Seneca camp and having a better work-life balance. I, I talked about this on my birthday episode on Monday, but I was when I was thinking about this in relation to the upcoming break, I associated to a meiri in the Beis Habachira in his commentary on Shabbos da Kufiyot Ches Amud Beis on uh, on 118b. And the premise here, uh, or the preface, I should say here, just factually is there is a a mitzvah called Onig Shabbos. Uh, which means Shabbos enjoyment or Shabbos delight, Shabbos pleasures, and the you know, there are a bunch of halachos, uh that give specific structure to how to enjoy Shabbos. For example, having three meals with high quality food. Then there are other statements in Chazal and the writings of the sages that talk about the way that a person should spend their Shabbos for enjoyment's sake. So that's really where the Me'iri comes in. So I'm going to go ahead and read and translate the Me'iri here, and then I'll apply it to what we're talking about uh, at hand. So he, uh, Me'iri says, Amru, uh, the sages said, ango, um how does one, or with what does one enjoy Shabbos? In other words, how do you do enjoyment of Shabbos? Mar amar bashena, mar amar batamatora. So one of the sages said that you enjoy Shabbos with sleep, and the other said you enjoy it with learning little And they're not arguing, okay? Uh, this is still a statement from the sages. Kan batalmid, kan ba One of them was referring to a talmid to a uh, a student of Torah, uh, meaning someone who's involved in learning Torah, and the other is talking about a balabais, about like a a layperson, okay? Now, so that's the end quote, all right? So again, you have these two statements, how do you enjoy Shabbos? One says with sleep, one says with learning, and uh, the Gemara itself says that this is not a contradiction, they're talking about two separate populations. One statement is talking about a person who is a, a student of Torah, the other person is talking, uh, the other statement is talking about a lay person. Now, the Me'iri is going to quote two interpretations, one from his 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 teachers, and then his, he's going to say his own interpretation. Ba rabosai, my teacher's taught or explained, that a student of Torah should enjoy Shabbos by learning. He should use his Shabbos for learning. And then a lay person, you know, a person who just like works and doesn't really learn much, should enjoy Shabbos by by sleeping. Okay? Okay. And that kind of stands to reason uh, that, you know, one guy, uh, you know, the, the the Talmud, you know, the person who's involved in Torah study, his primary enjoyment is going to be learning. So how should he enjoy Shabbos? He should use Shabbos for learning. And the Baal Bias, the guy who's not really involved in learning so much... Uh, he can't really be involved, uh, you know. He doesn't get his his primary enjoyment from learning, so he should use his shabbos for for you know catching up on his sleep, right? But then the Me'iri says like this. I, I say the opposite. sheshone that the student of Torah who learns all the days of the week, onig shena, he fulfills. Enjoyment of Shabbos through sleeping. loe yoser mi dai, so that his intellect does not become excessively worn out. About but a lay person, Asik, but a lay who spends all of the weekdays working in his business and his work, Roy It's proper for him on Shabbos to spend a little bit of time being involved in learning for enjoyment revolutionarily Isisham, uh and uh, miri says uh this is indicated by what i have seen there meaning another statement of Chazal that says oh, sorry i think that, actually i'm not sure where the quote ends i think i think the quote is that Shabbos and Yomim Tovim and holidays were only given to be involved in words of Torah. So the Meiri explains, Since the person is preoccupied during the weekdays, lo panai, and he doesn't have to- free time, nitnu lo tovim l'aso Torah. Then Shabbos and Yom Tov, Shabbos and Yomim Tovim were given to him to be involved in in words of Torah. the Midrash Matan Torah, So in other words, he's bringing a proof from there that that it's saying that since you were occupied all week long and you don't have time for learning, then you should use your Shabbos and Yom Tobos for learning. So clearly that's talking about the Baal Bai. It's talking about a person who works for a living and is, is not involved during the week with uh, with learning, right? But for someone who is involved during the week uh, for in, in, in intensive learning, so then that's not the designation of Shabbos. Uh, then the Meirik goes on. He says, V'ath Midrash Matan Torah, parsha So I don't know what this midrash matan Torah is, but he says he saw in this collection of midrashim at the end of the third parsha. Rabbi Yochanan b'shem um, Rabbi Yossi, he saw a statement from Rabbi Yochanan in the name of Rabbi Yossi. Lo uh, nitna Shabbos was only given for enjoyment. Rabbi Chagai b'shem Lo And that is, that's contrasted with a statement of Rabbi Chagai in the name of Rabbi Shmuel. Who says Shabbos was only given for learning. ginan, and this is not a disagreement. Man Latanug, the one who says Shabbos was given for enjoyment, Elu that's referring to students of the wise, who exert themselves in Torah all the days of the week. mis mis And on Shabbos they have enjoyment. Man Amar Torah, and the one who says that Shabbos was only given for learning, Elu, that's referring to those who hapolim, to those who work, <laughs> who work all week long. Uva Shabbas, Baim Umis Torah. And on Shabbos, they can they should get enjoyment through learning. Okay, so so similar to the statement above, but this is just even more explicit, uh, that that it's saying that if you are learning all week, then you should use your Shabbos for enjoyment, meaning physical enjoyments. And of course, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't learn, but it means that that you should you should uh, uh, you know indulge in in your your physical and psychological enjoyments on Shabbos, um, sleep, good food, you know, uh, socializing, all that other stuff. But if you are working throughout the whole week, then uh, and you don't have time to learn, so then you should spend your Shabbos involved in learning. Okay, so the Meiri is talking about Shabbos, right? But I think that the same principle can apply to my situation. <laughs> okay. That, um, I have been, uh, pretty much, you know, going not nonstop. I mean, I got a little bit of a break at Hanukkah and Thanksgiving, uh, but I have been giving sheer on a, you know, pretty intensive schedule, uh, average of around, uh, you know, um, close to 20 shear in per week. And, uh, since, uh, I guess since after Sukkot, uh, since October, right. Um, I've given around, I think, around the neighborhood of like, uh, what is it? I, I'm actually, I actually am keeping count just to see here. So around, yeah, it looks like around 220ish shirim since then, uh, and that's not including all of the tutoring, uh, the tutoring sessions. Um, and so I, and and again, it's it's uh, I, I enjoy my job, but I've been going on pretty much pretty much nonstop, except to catch my breath during these breaks and and this recent uh, illness that I had. So uh, I think one of my problems in terms of my workaholism is I feel guilty about taking a break, and I feel like I'm not being productive, and I feel like I am, um, you know, uh, I'm not living up to the self-image of the person who's constantly working. I'm not saying that these things are rational. To the contrary, they are irrational. I've talked about that in previous episodes, which I'll link in the show notes. But I think that what Seneca says gives me one um, uh, an in to really allow myself to give myself permission to take a break, which is that that taking if I care about productivity, then giving myself a break will make me more productive. And I like the analogy that he used with the uh, with the field that if you if you don't let your field lie fallow and you just keep on farming it, season after season you're going to deplete it and then you won't be able to farm at all so too with the mind that if you keep on working the mind or in my case you know working the mind in terms of my learning and teaching if i keep on doing that then uh i'm going to uh deplete (laughs) deplete the fertility of my mind uh and i won't be able to produce so so allowing myself to take this break is critical in order to be productive you know, this is a very Mishleic argument in the sense that that Mishle, Mishle's main point is to show you that, oh, you know, you want something, if you go about it through chokhmah, through wisdom, you'll get the success you seek. But if you go about it through foolishness, you won't get that success. So you want to be rich? If you apply Chachma to it, you'll become rich. If you apply foolishness to try to become rich, then you're going to lose your money. Right? Same thing here, that that I want to be productive. So... I need to apply chachma, I need to apply wisdom in order to be productive. And part of that wisdom is allowing myself to take a break. Now, thankfully, you know, I've, 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 uh, I've, uh, I've taken on this pattern of the 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 annual cabin retreat in January. I'm looking to try to make it more than annual. Uh, hopefully, several several times a year if I can afford it. But, um, but the uh, what I do in the cabin is I, I, I take a week and I bring. Mostly just books, and I will bring a sefer. You know, I'll bring usually a Tanakh, a Rambam, and a sefer, uh, or sometimes um, a a book on a Jewish topic. But I will not force myself to learn, and and there are times when I'll be in the cabin, and I will not learn Torah at all. And thankfully, I don't feel guilty about that because there, I really do realize the benefit of allowing myself to not work on on learning, and to just give my mind that space to 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 be free from that so that I can come back to it refreshed. And that's exactly what the Me'iri is saying, that Talmudic Chachamin, that's, you know, disciples of the wise, should do on Shabbos, you know, every Shabbos, of, of just uh, allowing yourself to have that physical and psychological enjoyment so that your mind can become refreshed. Uh, and uh, and that's why I'm, I'm associating this Me'iri to the Seneca, that, like, the Mi'iri doesn't put it in terms of productivity, but I, I you know, I have to imagine that that uh, it has that that he would agree that it has that result. And so, what the Mi'iri does is it gives me even more permission than the Samica does to allow myself to just enjoy the time that my mind has in the relaxation, in the not feeling like I have to do anything, and. If I allow myself to do that, then I will be. I will come back from the break refreshed, with a fertile mind, ready to learn and to teach again. So, uh, I uh, <laughs> I I'm, I'm, I recorded this episode. As you can tell, this episode is a lot of self-talk, which I need. But I hope that those who listen to this, who share uh, these personality trends that I uh, am plagued by, will will benefit from this as well. And that that maybe those of us who are in the Marcus Aurelius camp. Uh, in terms of, of working yourself without a proper work-life balance can start to move a little bit more into the Seneca camp. So uh, I hope that this is useful for more people than just myself. Uh, that's it for today's episode. Uh, I do plan on doing a part two of this tomorrow, which I'm actually going to record uh, right after this, so I don't have to record on my vacation. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash uh, thank you to those of you who uh, who made or increased their Patreon pledge uh, uh, in honor of my birthday or uh, on occasion of my birthday. Uh, that means a lot to me. Alternatively, if you'd like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt and my Zelle and PayPal are matt at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor a day's or a week's worth of content or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at, Rabbi at gmail.com. thank you to my listeners for listening thank you to my readers for reading and thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone